We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Roto Grinders? Dean here, filling in for Stevie. Stevie TPFL. I presume he will back soon enough, but he's dealing with the. We shouldn't tell his personal business, but some good news. He's a, he's a, he's away. He'll be back soon enough. Just gonna be holding down the fort. You know, he asked me to. Um, hey, you know, would you mind picking up a shift? Uh, what day? I'm like, yeah, I'm a team player. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Sunday night. So that night you say, oh, okay, yeah, sure. We can talk about the NBA slate on Monday. Usually it's like five, six, maybe seven. If the NBA is feeling ambitious, maybe eight games. Um, 15, 15 bad boys. Everybody in the association is playing, so look at me, egg on my face. But this isn't me complaining about it. Uh, joined today, who also joined the short, uh, the short straw along with me, uh, Keith Eister. Eyes, we're going to do our best to talk about this 15-gamer as efficiently as possible. We're doing it. On a Sunday night, we just watched the, the Chiefs run about 97 offensive plays uh, and just barely edge out the um, Tennessee Titans. Shout out to the home office there in Nashville. Uh, again, 15-gamer uh, recording this, you know, before we go to bed. Well, I presume I, I can't speak for you, Keith, but I'll be going to bed soon enough after this. It's been a long <laughs> day for me. I'm watching seven hours of nonstop football. <laughs> um, yeah, so – we're going to do it, man. We're, we're in this together. I hope you pack the lunch or like a protein <laughs> bar. Um, yeah. We excited. Yeah, man. This is, this is an exciting one for sure. 15 NBA games. I think it's the largest NBA slate. I've, I can never remember. I mean, we've gotten 11 games and 12 games before, but 15 is, is just wild. And then there's like not blocks of games. They're all <laughs> scattered throughout the, the night every 15 minutes. So if you don't have a wide open Monday night where you can spend from 6 p.m. Eastern on through like 10 p.m. Eastern at your computer willing to make changes for any news and things like that, this might not be the slate for you. But 
it's going to be a wild one. Like you said, we'll try to get through it as efficiently as possible. Uh, 15 games is a lot to talk about. Maybe there's some games we can X out and, and just kind of skim through real quick and say here, here, the, this guy and that guy, and that's about it. But yeah, lots of games, awesome slate, um, plenty of options. I think the, the problem is the timing. And I think we need to talk about that a little bit. Like if, the, if we don't know who's going to pop up questionable, um, it's an Island game for most everybody. I believe six or eight NBA teams played last night. So a couple people on black back-to-backs, but definitely an interesting dynamic in that most people didn't play yesterday and most people do not play tomorrow. So Island game, maybe that means we get less injury news and there's not as much value, but there's so many options on this slate. It's going to be a wild one to break down for sure. You've never seen a 15 games late, like anything greater than that, because there's, there's no more teams like, not, not, so not greater than for, for sure. Not greater than <laughs> I think the last, the last game of the year, like the last day of the year, like on a Wednesday, everybody plays or something like that. That's happened before. Um, uh, and, and not until like the Seattle expansion team comes in and the, uh, the Vegas expansion team comes in. Well, what was 16 game slate in about five years, like next, <laughs> next election or something like that. That's the reason why the, the NBA is going dark on Tuesday. There's no, uh, there's no NBA at all, so, and that I think that's also the reason why they spread the games out too. Uh, I was reading about they they are they're giving away the app for free. Like if you guys do not have a league pass, you can watch any game you want in the association free on the app. Uh, and they also want like games finishing at different times too. So that this is just what I, this is the research I was doing before the show. <laughs> I was like, why is every single game spread out by 15 minute increments? And they just want to have uh, – they're probably going to do their best take over social media, that kind of thing. And, you know, there's Monday Night Football obviously going down. But, uh, all right, without without further ado, enough nonsense. we we got to dive in. Do appreciate the – shout-out to Sleeper, who's sponsoring the podcast. Use the promo code GRINDERS, 100% deposit match, up to $100. The very first game on the slate is the Wizards, the Washington Wizards at the Charlotte Hornets. 220.5 is the total. We have the Hornets as three-point favorites here. Uh, as far as the body parts, as far as who's in and who's out, the big thing to monitor here would be Bradley Beal. Um, Bradley Beal uh, did not play on Sunday. This is the back half of a back-to-back for Washington. I believe it was a COVID illness, I want to say, a uh, protocol deal. He's yep. questionable. If he doesn't go, things shuffle up. Uh, as far as Charlotte, we're expecting Lamelo Ball still to be out, and Gordon Hayward may or may not come back. We'll see. Uh, and DSJ, Dennis Smith Jr., also has a COVID protocol issue. Cody Martin, as he's been for the last month, I believe, is doubtful. Um, all right. So th- is this one? Of the- okay, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Uh, I guess some pieces could be interesting if Bill doesn't play on the Washington side. Some value may open up. Yeah, entering health and safety protocols on Sunday for Beal. So I don't really expect him to play. Um, there, It was, what, a three-game slate Sunday night, and Porzingis was chalk. Didn't do great, um, but I think the Beal news is huge here. Being the first game of the night on a 15-game slate, obviously we would want to fade this game normally, but the mar- the matchup against Charlotte is really good, so I have some interest here, especially if Beal is out. If Beal's in, I can probably fade it and get away with it. I really don't need to consider anything, but with Beal out, I think you've got to look back to Porzingis, 7,700 should have all the usage in the world. I, I know Sunday did not go quite as planned, but this is a much better matchup than he had. Um, Charlotte is, has notori- notoriously struggled against bigs. Um, 
I think Porzingis would be would be a priority if Beal is out. Kuzma is fine at 7K. Will Barton, I think, at 4,200. Um, he was the chalk also on Sunday as, as kind of the value option. Only saw 24 minutes. Like I said, though, this is a, this is a lot better matchup. I really like Will Barton here. If, if Beal is out, I don't know that I need to get any more weird with this game um, just because of the nature of the slate. Like being the first game of the night, I, I want as little exposure as possible to this game. Um, but Porzingis would be a priority if Beal is out. Yeah, you got anything else here before we uh, move on? Brazier was really good uh, his first game back against Brooklyn. That was a good matchup, obviously. Um, I'm sorry, I, I was trying to mess with, I was trying to see if we can get our video up, and I apologize, I, I fell out for a second. I knew you were telling, saying some fabulous stuff, but I couldn't follow along, unfortunately. Did you touch on Charlotte or no? I did not touch on Charlotte, just Washington. Okay, yeah, so what do you have as far as the Hornets? Yeah, uh, Rozier first game back. You were you were saying um, got up to thirty six minutes right out of the gate. Put up a nice nice game. Um, this is kind of his show here, especially if Dennis Smith Jr. is out. Um, Gordon Hayward obviously matters as well. I don't I don't know that he's going to come back. Obviously, we'll know that before the slate starts. So Rozier, if if Hayward is still out and DSJ are out, I think Rozier is absolutely in play. Um, probably don't want to take up too much, too many roster spots outside of that. I think if DSJ misses, you could take a look at James Booknight at, at 3,300, um, should run into a few extra minutes here. He's a guy who has potential to produce really highly per minute, uh, played 29 minutes in the last one. So I think Booknight would, could be a punt option, uh, if DSJ is out. All right. Uh, at seven fifteen. uh, by the way, you know, it's 7 o'clock is Washington, Charlotte, 7.15 East Coast. Uh, everything's going to be like but 7.15, but tip off at like 7.23, and it's, it's going to be so goofy. I, I, I would love it if they actually tip off at that time. We'll see if that's going to happen. That's probably wishful thinking. Uh, Houston, Houston versus the Magic, 7.15 on the East Coast, 228.5 is the total here. Houston is a 4.5-point dog. Good matchup here for Orlando. Uh, Jay Sean Tate, I assume he's still going to be out. We'll see Jabari Smith. Uh, Jamari, yeah, Jamari Smith expected back uh, from an illness. He didn't play last time out in Orlando. Um, you know, business as usual with uh, Harris and Fultz and Mo Wagner, not terribly important. This seems like it could be kind of a fun game. Yeah, this is one of those games that's like so bad it's good, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like we always love, we love targeting both of these teams. Um, so they're playing each other. The problem I have with Houston side um Javari Smith has been out the last couple of games so Shangun's price has come up uh, we saw Tari Eason play a few extra minutes in the, in the last game with Smith coming back though I like everyone's just kind of priced appropriately um I green Jalen Green at 6400 is questionable also um looks like probable so green green's expected yeah. to play Smith Smith coming back just kind of makes the whole situation murky and I'm not sure I love the game environment as much as I usually would. Um, I mean, you can, you can play green and Porter on pretty much any slate. I think good matchup for those guys. I think Shengun's price is tough with Jabari coming back. Um, maybe you just look at Jabari at 5,700. I think that's a, that's a fair price for him. Assuming he can get back to those 30 ish minutes that he's been playing. Um, I like the game environment. 
I again, just the nature of the slate, this game being earlier in the night, I probably won't take an overweight stance on many pieces here. But Jabari Smith is the one that's kind of standing out on the Houston side. On the Orlando side, Banchero like just keeps getting it done. His price keeps going up, but he just keeps showing us more and more ceiling. 40 minutes in that game against Sacramento, 33 points, 16 rebounds, put up 62 DK points. Like that, this yeah. dude looks legit. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't love the idea of paying 8,700, but it's a matchup against Houston here. 15 game slate. I don't know how much exposure I have, but man, I'm interested in, in that ceiling. Um, probably not messing with much else here on, on the Orlando side. That's kind of where I'm at too. Like Bancaro, like, is there still meat in the bone at eight, seven on DK? The price has, you know, gradually worked its way up. And you mentioned Shangun. Like, is there still meat in the bone for Shangun? Um, do we think he even starts, right? Is Smith all of a sudden going to start again and Shangun going to go back to the bench? That may happen as well too. Um, and we know how super handsy he can get, uh, but he's also a phenomenal fantasy point minute guy. 6.5K. It's, you know, it, it feels like it, it should be more fun than it actually is when you look at the prices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, right yeah. Smith being out, definitely like Shingun's price has come because of that. So, I, yeah. I mean, and Suggs missed a bunch of time. Obviously, Cole Anthony saw it, but Orlando's kind of the same deal. Like they were missing a bunch of guys. So, pricing is just kind of right on this game where usually we'd have a ton of value pieces from these two teams because they just get their bad teams and they get blown out a bunch. But, yeah, un- unfortunately, especially being one of the earlier games of the night, I, I don't think I end up with a, a ton of exposure here. What if I told you, like, when the season started, that Bull Bull is going to be 6'6", so, like, not height. <laughs> of course, he's not 6'6 in height. He's, like, 7'2". But, yeah, and, and shout-out to Bull Bull, like, resurrecting his career, and Denver never used him, but looking great. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if they're still meeting that bone at 6'6", but that's of note, I suppose. Fun player to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um Great story there. Love love seeing him him have success. I don't know that this is a slate to to target it. Um, I get it. I wouldn't try to talk anybody off of it. I think he could absolutely go up there and put up thirty five again. Um, but yeah, that I, I don't know. Great matchup. I, like I said, wouldn't talk anybody off of it. I'm just not sure how willing I'm going to be to tie up uh, roster spots this early. I think we've got a catch-up game. OKC at Detroit, 223.5 is the total. OKC, uh, one-and-a-half-point dog here. Um, like, of course, you can roster SGA. Of course, you can roster Cunningham. Of note, looks like Poku not, not going to be available. But OKC, like, they still have 19 more guys available. Like, <laughs> instead of running 13-guy rotations, they'll, they'll run 12. They'll be OK. Uh, Jalen Duran expected to play as well, too, which kind of hits Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart's his ceiling cap. Um you know, you got anything here? Like, I, I, I don't love that. I don't love this. Just a general thought. Just don't love it. Yeah, completely agree with you. OKC's rotation varies so much night to night. Like, there's just no reason whatsoever to play anyone outside of SGA. Um, Giddy's rates come down with SGA in there. Like, just no interest whatsoever. And I don't trust the minutes from anybody else on the roster um so give me the the sga cunningham stack i think is a fine to play this game and i i pretty much have no interest in anyone else um i believe bagley has a chance to come back for detroit too so with duren and bagley back that could really mix up the biggest rotation is he like a dmpcd or you think he's a guy that eats like 10 15 minutes it's tough um like they want to see what what duren has for sure i think 
Um, so he's ahead of him. I don't know. And like, Stewart's ahead of him. Like, where, where, where yeah, does he get his minutes? Like, I could see him cutting into Stewart a little bit, but maybe not. Um, maybe they play him at the four a little bit. I don't know. We'd, we'd have, I'll have to see. Like I said, definitely not a situation I would be trying to target on this. Yeah, we're this not playing it no matter what. If he's nope. playing zero minutes or 12 minutes, it doesn't matter. It's just kind of like maybe eats on Stewart a little bit or Duran a little bit, but uh, we shall move on. Uh, New Orleans, Indiana. This could be a fun one, too. I really like this New Orleans team. 235 is the total. They're six-point favorites here against the Pacers. Uh, as far as injuries in this game, uh, New Orleans, as far as I can tell, is fully healthy. Uh, Indiana, like Aaron Naismith, whatever. Like We've seen him start, but who cares? And, you know, in the absence of him starting, you know, if, he, if he's not available to go, they'll play um, uh, who would jump in there. God, I can't think of the guy. It has been Duarte, but he's out now. Um, what happened to Duarte? What did I miss? Uh, ankle, I believe it was. Yeah, pretty significant ankle ankle sprain. Expected to miss four to six weeks. Okay, well there you go. I, I was wondering why. Like, why don't I see his name here? Um, but still, and Indiana's another one of those teams. Especially their bigs is just so annoying. I hate their big man rotation and trying, especially when Ty Turner was out earlier in the year when I was trying to figure out like <laughs> Jalen Smith and. Uh, Brissett and Jackson and Gogo Bataze. I hate that. Just, oh, I, I just wish I had to deal with these players. But fun game, 235, a pretty big total. Uh, Indiana is a great team to pick on as far as yielding fantasy points. Uh, they play fast. They're the fifth fastest team in basketball. Defensively, they're the fifth worst defensive team as far as defensive rating. Um, you know, New Orleans, the problem with them is they have almost too many guys and it's hard yeah. to get you know, 33 minutes out of Jonas Valanciunas or even out of Zion sometimes. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I like this game. I like New Orleans in particular here, but you kind of touched on it. Like when Zion and Ingram and McCollum are all in there, it's kind of like the Minnesota situation. Like there's just, there's too many guys here for, for DFS purposes. On a 15 game slate, I'm not sure that I want to try to guess which one of these Pelicans is going nuts on the night. I'm pretty sure that at least one of them is probably two of them because it's a fantastic matchup against Indiana. Like you mentioned, I, I just, I don't know who it's going to be. Um, if Zion were to end up missing, then I would have a ton of interest in Ingram and McCollum, even Val probably. Um, like I want to have interest in this New Orleans team just with everybody healthy. It's, it's really tough to figure out. Um, they've all missed varying degrees of time already early this season. So pricing on each of them is, is up there. Um, yeah. It's it's just a tough situation. It's a matchup I love, but I, I don't know. Like Ingram being the cheapest, I guess that would be my first choice. Um, I like Zion too. Don't get me wrong. And McCollum is fine. But I think Ingram is the guy I'm certain to have some exposure to um, just because of the matchup and wanting to target somebody here. I don't know how many how many shots I'm going to take at the other guys, though. They're all sort of priced where they should be priced, basically, is the yeah. problem. And you speculated as far as Zion, like, are they going to be resting him certain spots throughout the year? And if they do, like, this, you know, a road game versus Indiana would be a spot to do it, theoretically. Yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking. Yep. But, like, there's no reason to think, like, outside of, like, his injury history and it's a long season. They didn't play Sunday, right? They're definitely not playing on Tuesday. So, it's, I believe right. it's an island game for them. Yeah. Um, like then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, Troy Murphy could be really interesting. This is a great team to fire threes on. I think Indiana's top three as far as yielding threes, just a great team to pick on. But again, they're just too deep and 
I don't know, man. And as far as Indiana, you know, you can always play Halliburton. You got anything else to say about Indiana? Buddy Heald has been going nuts here recently. Yeah. Um, obviously, in t- very shooting dependent, but he's he's shown off a 40-point ceiling with regularity here. Um, Duarte being out certainly solidifies his minutes. There was a little bit of concern. Like one of the first couple of games of the season, they just randomly didn't play him the entire game. That's <laughs> completely gone away. Um, yeah. He's been getting over 30 minutes with – like I mean, for the last like five or six. Um, so, it's buddy, gonna, it, it's going to come back though, right? I think the Pacers are going to. I don't want to get too complacent with Pacers rotations. As a general thought, like I just feel like there's going to be a general unpredictability to Indiana. Or no? Yes, yes, I th- I think so. Um, but with the injuries they're dealing with, I think it's pretty solidified right now. Um, Matherin is the one guy I could see kind of shaking up that mix. Yeah. With Duarte being out, maybe they want to try him in the starting rotation. I, yeah, I mean the bigs, I totally agree with. Like the Jalen Smith, Isaiah Jackson, Goga. I, like I don't want to mess with that at all. <laughs> but I, I do have interest in Halliburton, and I think Heald's interesting just because of of how well he's been shooting it here recently. All right. Anything else here? Or shall I move on? Let's move it on. Phoenix, Philly, two sixteen and a half is the total. That's a really, really low number. Uh, Philadelphia, last I checked, playing at the slowest pace in all of basketball. Are they still doing that? They're second. Not surprisingly, Dallas is number one as far as pace uh, yep. in a slow department. I don't know why I phrase that strangely. But those two teams play really slow, right? Phoenix yep. also plays really slow. Um, bottom five as far as pace, 216.5 is a total. Kind of speaks to how uh, slow these two teams play, especially collectively. Uh, Embiid still has that illness. Um, we did see... When he didn't play, we saw Montrez Harrell draw a start, which was kind of surprising. It wouldn't have been if we didn't see that similar times before, where they just moved PJ Tucker over to the five. But um, you know, what would you anticipate? Would you anticipate they give it back to to Harrell if Embiid doesn't go, or like who knows what's going on with him? But Embiid's had an illness for it feels like a week or so, um, and he also had that plantar fasciitis speculation. And uh, yeah, I, I, I he's hard to trust right out the gate. It seems like, and of course, there's no Harden. Um, a lot of shots to go around. Tyrese Maxey never shy. Uh, and of course, on the Phoenix side, campaign is questionable. Um, and they also lost Cam Johnson, I think, for like the entire season, right? He's out for a, for the foreseeable future. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, expected to undergo surgery, I believe. I think a knee, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, meniscus in his knee. So, yeah, Cam Johnson's out for the foreseeable future. Uh, does that make them revisit talks with Jay Crowder? I don't know, but um, he's cer- Crowder certainly not going to be available for this game. So there is some minutes available. It's been Tory Craig that's stepped in. 4K? Done- yeah, 4K starting probably. Like 22 minutes in the last game is a little bit. Well, that was a uh, blow. So he, he, he it played was, a lot yeah. in the first half. Yeah, I, mean, I, I watched some of that game, but he's also not like a high usage guy, obviously. He's right. a, sort of a three and D guy. Yeah, but I mean, depending on how much value, like I think this could be a slate where we don't see a ton of people miss. Uh, so we're going to be starved for value a little bit. Tory Craig is certainly a guy that's in the conversation if he's going to play 26 to 28 minutes, which is probably a fair projection. Um, I think it'd be more assu- than that for the record. I would my guess, uh, assuming this game doesn't get squirrely. Um, I would guess more than that, 26 okay. minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Just, 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 just my thought on it. 
Um, other pieces. Let's, I'm just looking at pro- and like it's weird. You say we might be might we might be a star for value. We might be like we just don't know. We're just right. we're doing the best. Like you know how that works. Like if somebody looks like a great play at one o'clock in the afternoon, and then all of a sudden three hours. The one thirty injury report comes out, <laughs> and there's four stars on it, and all of a sudden it's like okay, there's amazing value on this slate. This person's out of my pool now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's just how that you know that's how it works in the NBA. Um. How about the stars in this game? Or where where do we have Maxi? What's his price? What are you pricing Maxi at these days? Yeah, he's very expensive. Um, I think you need Embiid out to consider Maxi. He's seventy eight hundred on DK. Yeah, I mean he is showing off a sixty point ceiling with Embiid and Harden out. I don't know that he has that in him if Embiid is playing. You see how many shots he took last game? Uh, over twenty. I know that. He, he was he put up a great DFS game, but he was ten for twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> he was not shy. Yeah, uh, thirty nine minutes. Definitely not shy. I don't love this game environment. So injuries are pretty much entirely dependent. Like you've mentioned, they're both really slow teams. They're both good defensive teams. If Embiid and Harden are both out, Harden certainly out. If Embiid is out, also, I think you have to have some interest in Maxi. Tobias Harris would enter, enter the conversation if Embiid plays. Really tough matchup against Phoenix here. I don't have a ton of interest in Philly hardly at all. The Phoenix side, I don't think with eight and Paul Booker all in, I don't really see the need to play him on a 15-game slate against Philly. Like just a bad game environment here. I think you look to the value for Torrey Craig. Uh, Dario Saric is 3,300. He got up to 21 minutes. Like you mentioned, a little. it was a blowout in the last game. Yeah. Maybe that was blowout-induced. I, I I don't know. We'll see how much value we have. But... Dario. What's that? Revenge game for Dario Sharich. Oh, there the, you go. <laughs> he was on those terrible tanking Philadelphia teams, wasn't he? I feel like he was. <laughs> yes, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Sharich, like Embiid's there or something. Or maybe Ben Simmons was there or something like that. I can't remember. I can't do it exactly as far as a timeline, but I'm pretty sure he's a part of those terrible teams. Um, We move it on? I think we're moving on, right? Yep, move it on. All right. Um. Milwaukee, Atlanta, 227 is the total. Uh, Milwaukee is a four-point favorite here. It's a miracle. You're not going to believe this, but Giannis Antetokounmpo's healed. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love when they give them body parts. Like, we know what you're doing. Stop playing games. It's okay. Just tell us. Like, we know. He's expected to play. He's probable with his uh, his knee. Uh, and he also, like, sent out – he dropped a, like, a, tweet, a tweet, like, hanging out with his brother, like, before the game, like, shooting and messing around and <laughs> – you know, I mean, come on, stop it. <laughs> it was great. Though, so it was pretty cool. He was he was making fun of himself and his ability. He lost like a three-point contest against, I think it was against his brother or some of our teammates. It doesn't matter. Um, nice. Trey Young, he had an eye a couple days ago, and he was questionable with the eye. He played with the eye. In the same game, he got his shin. And I believe he went to the locker room and he came back. But for what it's worth right now, we're looking at questionable as far as his shin. I would guess he goes, but we'll see. Stay tuned. Um, that's where we're at right now. If he doesn't go, you know, a guy like DeJounte Murray, I presume, would really run the show. They're kind of one and one a right now. Um, Giannis is a luxury. And do you have the money? How much is it going to hurt the rest of your lineup? That's kind of a wait and see, right? Yeah. Um, really expensive up at 12-6. Atlanta's played really good defense, too, for what that's worth. Um, again, just two pretty good teams here. Don't love this game environment. Obviously always want some exposure to Giannis just because of the ceiling. I, I don't know. Like 
because of the the other side, like you you can't really fit in a Giannis and a Trey Young in into like a game stack type of thing for tournaments. So I don't love this. Um, Not right now, at least. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if we get a bunch of guys out and we get value, it, it, the conversation changes. Yeah. But as we're looking at this the night before, it's really like I don't see any way to fit in Giannis and Trey. Um, if Trey misses, Dejounte Murray is is a smash. Definitely play a ton of him. But like you said, like Trey played forty two minutes in that game that he that he left for a minute because of the shin. <laughs> he should be completely fine to play here, and that just kind of ruins the the whole game overall for me um, because I want the the people I want to play are the expensive pieces, um, and it's just really not possible as as it sits right now. Um, if that changes, then the Giannis Trey stack would be phenomenal obviously but not a ton of interest in Dejounte with Trey Young in there I, I he's been getting it done with some regularity which I don't I just I don't see how that continues um it's like they're they're both not going to get 10 assists every game like I just I can't imagine that continues I'll probably pass on Dejounte on, on a 15 game slate if Trey's in there and I don't see a yeah. ton of value to like on either side here either so give me some Giannis a little bit of Trey but it's going to be tough to blame together. In that game without Giannis, like now Holiday spiked up to 9K. Portis is 6-9. Like you can't touch that if, if Giannis is in there. Right. Like it's not just basically unplayable. Um, Lopez has been pretty good this year, but, you know, 5 eight's kind of creeping up. The interesting one is Capella. Um, I just – it's kind of an outlier game, kind of a, a throwback game. He's played 35 minutes, and his minutes have been kind of all over the place this year. We haven't really seen him spike up to 35, but we're looking at a 21-19, and, of course – he can really get, really get going from a stocks perspective as well. Um, I don't know if this is a good – like, obviously, the matchup, Milwaukee is, like, awesome defensively. They're the best defensive team in basketball by several points, I believe. Their defensive rating, uh, 100.6. Right behind them is Cleveland's uh, second-best defensive team, which, man, Mobley. Watching Mobley the other night. That guy got oh, man, he had, what, eight blocks in that game? Just <laughs> incredible. I was – I mean, just – and you see them coming, too. It's like, how does the computer <laughs> not see this? Like he just swats everything. I'm I'm so mad that I he did not win the rookie of the year last year. I may have had a large <laughs> chunk on that. Oh, what robbery that was. We're gonna look back. Eh, he had to get hurt, didn't he? All right, let's go let's, let's stay on task. It's 15 games, but I think Capella is just sort of interesting at five five. And I don't know where those 35 minutes came from. And you know, Akungu has been like I I think they've just basically been chopping 48. I could be wrong on that. They have been, yep. Yeah. Why I'm not, I don't know if Okung was in foul trouble or just Capella was playing so good they couldn't take him off the court, but it's just good to see that that's in his bag, like he's capable of doing that still. Yeah, Okung did have five, so that might have been part of it. Okay, okay, just interesting, I guess, but maybe he'll fall back to 25 or 26. But, um, anything else we got here, or are we moving on? I'm good here. All right, um, let's see, did I skip a game? No, I did not skip the game. Okay, Portland and my Miami Heat. By the way, 8.30 local time, this game is going to be played in Miami. I guess there's too many East Coast games, but uh, you know what? They got to they gotta play these games 15 minutes apart. So uh, <laughs> and yet, the Miami crowd, they're just showing up. They show up late. They think the second quarter is going to be starting or something, and they leave <laughs> in the middle of the third for the record. They got to hit, hit up South Beach. Um, and that's, that's Those are my people. 220 is the total. Portland in Miami, seven-point dog here. Um, Lillard, 
I'm seeing Lillard questionable. Is that possible? He might come back. He might come back this game. Yeah, I think it's looking like he might actually return for this one. Uh, I definitely saw a report over the weekend that Lillard is closer than Simons. Yes, I'm seeing Simons at doubtful. Um, that, that's surprising. I thought I thought it was going to be a little bit more severe as far as the injury. Are we getting a discount? Nine one, nine one on Lillard. Lillard. That's about. It's not terrible, especially if, if Simons is out. With like, no Simons, yeah. I, 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 that's a really attractive price with no Simons, I think. Um, tough matchup. I don't – like, this is this is one of the most important situations, I think. I Like, I'm leaning that he doesn't quite make it back, which would leave all kinds of value on Portland. But if Lillard is in there, then there's really no value on Portland. So th- this is going to be one of the interesting ones, and who knows if we'll have the news by lock. By the way, you say tough matchup in Miami, like traditionally good, you know, good defensive team, Bam, a good defender, Butler, a good defender. But what they will do is they will give up threes. Uh, this year, they've yeah. given up the fourth most, fourth most threes this year, 14.2 made threes. And like, you know, again, Lillard, Simons, those guys, Chuck, Simons were not expected to play. But if Lillard's back, it's not a bad Lillard spot. I would just say because, it, you know, he can theoretically hit six or seven or eight and it wouldn't wouldn't shock me at all. Um if if Lillard's out and Simons is out, I mean, are we Josh Hart six four? There's there's still these guys have been the situation really hasn't changed a lot. Winslow at four six. Um Sharp, the rookie's been kind of uneven, but he's been starting, but he's five two now. I don't know. But this Keon Johnson at four K. Like it depends like the those probably, are fragile though. Yeah, definitely. Um like they started Winslow at the point last game. Yeah, I mean, there there's some value available here if if Lillard is still out, um, but it's it's uncomfortable value. Like yeah, Nasir Little, I think you could take some shots on too. I don't know. Like, I, it's not a, not a great game environment for most. I I do agree with with your three point um, take there that that Lillard is absolutely in play, but Miami plays so slow. I don't love a ton of these other guys. Um, I don't know. Pricing would put them in play, but it's it's uncomfortable value. I, I would call it. What about the Heat? Um, we're looking at questionable on Tyler Hero. That's what I'm saying for. Uh, let's see, he's got an ankle. Jimmy Butler expected to be, you know, expected to be back. He's currently off the injury report. You're getting a discount on Butler eight eight. Not really. Bam seven nine. We've seen him cheaper. Um. Max Drews, man. Shout out to Max Drews. Like, Miami just finds these guys, man. Actually, I think he yeah. was formerly with the Celtics. The Celtics threw him away. But, like, he's he's going to get rich. <laughs> somebody's going to – I don't know if Miami's <laughs> going to pay him, but somebody's going to pay him. And he's, he's played really well. Um, and people always ask, like, oh, gee, is it a Max Drews night? Look, I don't know if he's going to make his threes. He's going to shoot – he's going to shoot, like, eight to ten threes. And if they make some, he's great. If he doesn't, he's going to the bench. Yep. I, I don't know how to determine if they're going to go in or not. But there you go. Yeah, I mean, he he can get up around 30, 35 points if the threes are going in. If they're not going in, he's going to put you put up like 20 DK points. And for 5,600, that's going to look real bad. I don't think I would take any shots on Max Struess on this slate. I don't I don't have a ton of interest in Miami overall, even if Hero's out. Same. Like, if Hero's in there, I definitely don't have any interest. If Hero's out, I don't like the pricing it's coming up on all these guys like Lowry is 6,500. He's probably the guy I would look to with hero out, but I just, I don't love it. Miami played a really tight rotation last time. I'm seeing like it 
Strews played 40 minutes that game, the last last game. Listen, that game didn't go overtime, right? I don't think it did. Um, they had a couple games where they had a walk-off three from Hero, and another one where I believe he missed a three at the end. So both games avoided overtime. Remember if I remember correctly. But just uh seeing a lot of minutes here on the Miami guys early. Uh I mean Max Drew's playing 40 minutes. Like obviously you can't predict that, but that's he was play, he was shooting well. And I'm guessing Duncan Robinson probably lost some minutes as well. But um anything else to say here in regards to Portland, Miami, as far as we know what we know right now? Nope. Okay, two teams that are on the back half of a back-to-back, Toronto and Chicago. They both played on Sunday night. 221 is the total. Toronto is a four-point dog. Um, Pascal, Pascal Siakam is going to be out for, I think, a while, right? At least a couple weeks couple or something weeks, like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Drummond still presumed to be out. Uh, Levine, I guess they rested Levine on Sunday, so he plays on Monday. Was that the plan? Yes. Okay. Um, DeRozan, by the way, is horrendous yesterday. Especially in the shockingly, first half. He, yeah, he's usually a smash anytime Levine is out. Um, like he's a lock for 30 points almost every time Levine is out, and he only he only put up 20 on Sunday night. It's definitely yeah. disappointing, yeah, very disappointing. I somehow cast them, I made one lineup on the fly, and I somehow cast <laughs> with it without, without playing uh, Alex Caruso as well, who was, was also awesome. Uh, gotta be his best game of the year. He had a double double. Um, we've seen Patrick Williams get a little better this year, taking little baby steps. How yep. cheap is he? Is he still really cheap? He is thirty nine hundred. He could be interesting, you know, just if we're star for value. This is one of those things where, like, maybe at one o'clock he's he's useful, and then five o'clock he's not useful. Um, start with the Chicago side. Where are you at? Yeah. Um, so with Levine in there, I'm I'm not playing DeRozan. Um, no. Like like you mentioned, two these both of these teams played Sunday night, played each other, so we have a, we have a rematch here. Like, there are so many teams that are they're on an island game, and I'm not concerned about minutes. I don't see any reason, really, to target Chicago. Levine is the guy I would play among their, their three stars. Um, 7,300, just because of the price, I think, is, is the main reason there. I like the Patrick Williams call. Uh, he's a guy I tagged up and talked on the expert survey on Sunday. Um, everybody was targeting Toronto and Washington for value. I thought Patrick Williams was going a little overlooked. Obviously, that changed a little bit when, when Levine got ruled out and he became more popular. But, yeah, he's been playing a ton of minutes. Um, he only got 29 Sunday, but he's he had been at 30 or more in each of the four games before that. So 3,900, he looks like a great value at this point. I Caruso, I wouldn't chase that with Levine back in there. Um, it's it's really no. Levine and Williams here, but not a game I love overall just because they are both on back-to-backs. Uh, we, we do have some value on the other side. Moving over to Toronto with Siakam out, um, I, I don't know if Van Vliet plays on the back-to-back with his back issues that he's been having. Um, Nick Nurse doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, came back and played 39 minutes Sunday night. Can you see so. it? All right, you're playing. <laughs> like Van v- Van Vliet's in a great spot. I don't know that I love him playing 39, 39 minutes the night before and has been dealing with a, a back issue for the last week or so. So he's always going to play 37? Yeah, maybe. Like, I think <laughs> you have to consider him. If, he, if he's not on the injury report, he's got to be in consideration with no Siakam. Scotty Barnes is, is another guy you could certainly look to. Um, just without Siakam, the ceiling on these guys is so much better. 
The Bulls have been playing a little bit faster. They're not a fantastic defensive team. So I, I do have interest in Toronto, despite the back-to-back. The big rotation is really interesting. I don't know if you looked into this. Coloco? Yeah, yeah, he's been like a fake starter, right, for most of the uh-huh. time that he's in there. Sunday night, 31 minutes, 34 DK points at, th- at 3,300 or whatever he was. Absolute smash. No way I can trust that again. No. I, th- I, I think, think he was just playing well. Like Just looking at the box score, six, six blocks, he had a plus 19. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the game they won by, um, what, nine. Uh, Gary Trent, by the way, negative 25. And Precious Achua, Precious Achua, negative 20. The guy that would steal normally steal his minutes. Yes. Maybe that's so, what So Achua and Boucher are 4,200 and 4,400. I'm very interested. Like, we have seen Achua play 35 minutes in these situations before without Siakam, even coming off the bench. Like, he has played off the bench and played 35 minutes. It is really hard to trust. We have no idea what value is going to look like at this point, but Achua is super interesting to me. Um, I think everybody's going to play Loco. I I would just pivot that to Achua in tournaments. I mean, everyone's going to go who? You, you cut out Coloco. I think Coloco will be the play just because he what what he did in the last game. I mean, is it, I mean that's probably I feel like it's more likely than not an outlier, but it's also the same matchup. Yes, you know? yeah. So maybe I that I agree with then. you. <laughs> so I don't I don't feel that's very uncomfortable. Even if he's starting, I'm 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 frightened to roster him. Um, like you can't just assume he's going to go out there and block six shots again. 31 minutes feels ambitious, but it's possible. Oh, I, uh, I, he's, the, I think he's an easy fade if he's, if he's starting again, um, and we don't have a ton of value open up, and he's the chalk value piece. I think he's the easiest fade on the slate, and I that's why I, that's what interest in Nachua. Maybe this is their speculation as well. I was going to say Otto Porter is probably not going to play in the back to back, and I'm seeing him. Uh, I don't know if there's a note about from the coach, but I can see him getting rested. On the yeah. back-to-back, there's a chance Birch comes back, which seems meaningless, but he's just one more big that can potentially muck things up amongst yes. those bigs, but probably doesn't get any run, like anything meaningful beyond a couple minutes or so. Um, if Birch like, were in, that would that would take me completely off Coloco or Achua or Boucher, Boucher, like any. I would just would have no interest because it, yeah. it'd be so unpredictable. Anything else here? Or moving on. Moving on. Are we like halfway through? <laughs> <laughs> where, were we, where were we at? <laughs> are we going too slow or too fast? I don't know. Probably not fast enough. I hope we have more. we have done eight games, more than halfway through. I think we're we're perfectly on pace, Dean. Oh my god! Props to us. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying, man. And again, you, you can't dig too much in the weeds as far as like the ninth guy because we just don't have. This is not a three man three game slate. Boston, Memphis, two thirty and a half is the total. This one's pretty high and it's tight. Boston is a two and a half point favorite uh, in Memphis. Al Horford off the injury report, uh, back from his was it just rest. Or they, did they give him a fake body part? I can't remember. Or just say old. I don't. Whatever the designation was, he's expected to be available. Uh, Stephen Adams is questionable with his ankle. Um, like Blake Griffin drew the start of last game, which is kind of funny. Shout out Blake Griffin. Uh, I presume that will no longer be a thing. Uh, Brogdon came off the bench pretty nicely, but you know Horford kind of mucks it up a little bit. Uh, you could always play Tatum. I'll, I'll throw this to you. This is one of those. 
I don't have a lot to say, man. Like, yeah, you can play Tatum, you can play Morant, but is there anything jump off the table that says, like, this is what our premium plays? Like, I got to, like, go out of my way to grab him? I don't think so. Tatum, Tatum's tough. Um, obviously, Durant and his situation, like, he, they're the same price range. And, like, Tatum has Brown and all the other guys to, to deal with, where Durant's just kind of the guy. I think he's he's a good tournament pivot. He can absolutely smash in, in any spot. So I have interest in Tatum. Not a ton of interest. Like like you said, not a priority, but he's going to be in my pool for sure. Memphis has been actually pretty bad on the defensive end so far this season. Um, pull, I have it right here. 22nd in defensive rating. So a little bit surprising that they haven't, haven't been as strong. This is a, a pretty good spot for Tatum, I think. I never like to play Jalen Brown. I, he's fine. Like he's just kind of there. He does a ceiling every once in a while, but definitely not a priority either. No interest in anything else on Boston. Memphis side, um, yeah, Jaws expensive. Really tough matchup against a great Boston defense. Don't love that either, which is another hit a little bit to Tatum. Like, yeah, just nothing. Nothing really for Memphis. Memphis is standing out, but I do want to have some Tatum. Did you see that Stephen Adams game the other day where he put up? Uh, he had like like forty five fantasy points in the first half. He didn't close <laughs> did strong. See, and it was a blowout. Did you see his press conference after that? I love Stephen Adams. He seems like an awesome. Dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, what do you say? Because I'm a big bloke or something. Like, like I can't remember the board. <laughs> big bastard. I think big was bastard. the comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not letting those little guys get the boards. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a blast. He seems like a good dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thirteen. What a line. Thirteen, nineteen, four assists, two blocks, two steals, and like almost all of that was in the first half. That was in twenty-two minutes um, against Charlotte. Like as if we didn't know Charlotte was a good matchup for well in general, but especially against you know for bigs, right? Um, if he doesn't go, who is there anybody that we get excited about? Like I, Clark. Brian Clark. But, yeah. Does he would he would he jump in the starting lineup? Would he play enough minutes? Him or Tillman maybe enters the conversation a little bit. I don't. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like three K. I feel like he hasn't played a heck of a lot this year. He has. He has not. No. Um, Aldama's passed him. Conchar has played over him. He really hasn't played much, but he's been a decent per minute guy. I think hasn't he up up to this point? Yeah, pretty good per minute guy. Yeah, uh, I think I if Adams were to miss it, there would be some interest here in in Clark for sure. Clark at 4-2. Uh, yeah. Um trying to see if there's anything else of note here, or shall we just uh look we can just move on? That's just kind of a wait and see. By the way, what if Adams goes? Do we like Adams at five five? Like he's somebody I almost never play. Like he's always just sort of like fine, but he never really stands out, you know? Uh, but I guess he has the ceiling if you see the right you catch him on the right night. Not that you can assume that last output, obviously, but good to see. Yeah, I mean, like the Charlotte smash just makes sense, right? They're they're really bad against bigs. Boston, I don't like Boston's great defensively, pretty good on the glass. Like Horford isn't a fantastic defender or anything by any means, nor is he a fantastic rebounder. So, fifty five. I yeah, you talked me into it a little bit. I kind of like Adams. Um, so I don't I don't know that I would like take a massively overweight stance. But certainly wouldn't kick him out of a lineup. Here's why you won't like Adams as much. New York and Minnesota, 229 and a half is the total. Yeah. New York <laughs> is a five-point dog. 
Um, Minnesota without Rudy Gobert, but the big one here is Mitch Rob. Mitch Rob not available for the Knicks. And, you know, DK has been proactive with a lot of these prices, but uh, Hartenstein, a 5-2, you know, that just seems a little – they bumped him up, but that's still, that feels a little bit too cheap. Uh, we saw 38 minutes out of him last yeah. game against Boston. Um, and that was almost, I don't want to say like a, like a floor game, 38 minutes. He's a good fantasy point minute player. Yep. Uh, 5-2 seems too cheap, and that's probably one of the best values that I'm seeing so far. What do you say? Yep, I completely agree with you. I think as we sit here t- recording this tonight, um, Hartenstein is the best value on the slate. Uh, I, even if he doesn't get 38 minutes, I agree with you. He he underperformed expectation for those. like, And he scored 10 points and, and grabbed 14 rebounds. But 38 minutes, like, he's a, he's a lead point per minute guy. Better than that, I'm almost positive. Um, so for him to only put up 32 DK points in, in 38 minutes, is a disappointment. He can certainly smash that. <laughs> Even if he only gets 30 minutes, I am highly interested at, at 5,200 best value on the slate as we're, we're recording this uh, and Gobert out on the other side too. So you think Minnesota and tough matchup. I feel like that would solidify his minutes, but like the matchup wouldn't be as they good. Still, if that makes sense. They still have cat and uh, New York doesn't have anyone else. Like, are they going to run Randall at the five? Or are they going to run Toppin at the five? Toppin, yeah, they don't really yeah, have a lot like, of size. Yeah. yeah, no, Hartenstein is locked in for thirty minutes. I'm, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure of that. I'm pretty sure Toppin closed the five the other day. That's why I was asking. But they may have been playing a smaller team a couple games ago. I feel like that happened. Maybe I'm making that up. Um, you know, but I feel like that did happen, but it was, he did, it it was Boston and he did get some run at the five still only played 15 minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have the court IQ pulled up on the fly by chance, but just, I don't know if it's worth digging into like, no matter what, like Hartenstein right now is just an awesome play. Best play in the slate. I haven't seen the rest of the place, but I think it's the best play in the slate. (laughs) Um, other guys on New York, what about Minnesota? Uh, I don't know about yourself, but I, I, I fell for the – I don't want to say trap because Minnesota's got a lot of, like, wing guys, and they have a lot of versatility. And I thought we'd see like, kind of a Nas Reed game with the absence of Rudy Gobert. And I wasn't even assuming he would start, but I thought there was a chance he would start. Um, like, we've seen him in the past whenever the center's out, and that center's this year's Gobert, and it's been Cat at the four. With Gobert out, is, is and the who are we excited about? Because we saw – Slow-mo. Kyle Anderson was the guy that yeah. really rose out of that group. Is that repeatable? Um, I think the minutes are repeatable. I don't know if the, the fantasy production is repeatable. Um, he shot 85% from the floor. <laughs> like, that's probably not happening. I think he could play 30 minutes again, but I wouldn't expect 35 DK points out of him. Um. Yeah, you have to have some interest here in Minnesota with with Gobert out. Towns is is the guy again. He's in that same. We just talked about Tatum, Durant's coming up. It's a it's a loaded range. We'll see how much value opens up, but Towns is is in a great spot here. I think. Um, like no Gobert, you have uh, Robinson out on the other side. I, I think Towns is a smash. Like he he's the guy I want here for Minnesota. Edwards always has a ceiling. You can play him at any time. Um, Russell's never a comfortable roster, but the price is down. He has a fifty-point ceiling as well. I think. I think he's in play. By the way, I, just a I, note for you. Yeah, go ahead. Off, but this is. I thought this was interesting. Uh, the two teams this year: uh, NBA team opponent three pointers made per game. Number one team as far as yielding the most three pointers made this season: New York, 
Number two, Minnesota. Three pointers. Mm. Three pointers this game. RJ Barrett uh, season. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to <laughs> ask him to take a shot twice for sure. Also, I thought it was interesting, and I don't like to freak out over just 10 games, 10 game sample, but Newark has Brunson running the point this year. Last year, they were the second slowest team in all basketball when it comes to pace, right? They're not flying this year, but they're 15th, they're middle of the pack. Just they're faster than they were last year. It's hard not to be. But with Brunson at the helm, they picked up the pace, which makes it more interesting uh, to pick on and the roster, uh, some of their guys. Yeah, as we as we talk through this one, this is kind of becoming one of my favorite games on the slate. Like mm-hmm. Hardenstein, I knew was a great value at, just from an initial look before the show. Talking through this, I I really like this game. No go bear, so I think that gives Towns a massive ceiling. You've got Robinson out, Hartenstein in, who's a massive per minute producer. You just talked about the three upside for guys like Barrett and Brunson. I like this a lot. This might be my favorite game stack of the slate. I don't know if you said I, I threw it out there, but Nas reads three seven. Like, is there a path to something, or is is that am I just dreaming? And when he gets out there, he just like fouls everybody anyway. <laughs> Dude just loves bowling people over. Actually, he was like yeah. holding his shoulder last game too. So I don't know if he's still injured. I don't see anything about that. But he was legit like in pain as that game ended last time out. Yeah, I just I don't trust him to get any minutes. Um, Finch yeah. even said before the game that Reed or Prince would start. I believe it was, and then Kyle yeah. Anderson. Like we had, I was on projections that <laughs> night, and we had we had Anderson in projected all day, and then Finch came out with that quote like an hour and a half before game time. So we moved, I think it was Prince into the starting lineup and then the lineup comes out and Anderson is in there. Like, I hate how annoying is coaches. that for you? Brutal. Yeah. It's, it's tough to trust minutes for Nas Reed. Obviously he's a great producer when he's out there, but. I, Did he, he change he, his mind or is he like, is like a game theory? Is he just like swerving the other coach? Like, why is he doing that? <laughs> what, what happened I don't there? Know. What's the, the the competitive advantage? I know OKC's coach talked about that, which is hilarious. Like, I don't <laughs> want to reveal my my starters for a competitive advantage. Like seriously, you have to like it's yourself. it's like the, the other coach can't react. Like like obviously you see Kyle Anderson walk out on the floor with the starting five. If it was that big of a deal, wouldn't they just make a substitution in the first couple minutes of the game? It's like, oh my god, they're starting Kyle Anderson. Everybody gets <laughs> back to the drawing board. Drop your lunch. We got to figure right. this out. Right. <laughs> Like, that's not happening. I've never been in an NBA locker room, but I refuse to believe that that's like, you know, like a an alarm goes off or something. All right, let's move on. Denver, San Antonio, 232 is the total here. Denver is a seven-point favorite versus the Spurs. Man, speaking of playing games, Popovich, he's just, <laughs> he's just he's got all the names like in a hat and just screwing around. I don't know. He's, he's not signed for next year. I don't know how much he cares. Like, he cares, obviously, but. I don't know if he cares about winning <laughs> at this point. Uh, Zach Collins is questionable. Romeo Langford's questionable. Kind of sort of some fringe pieces. Uh, well, you know, I'm bearing the league. Nikola, Nikola Jokic has been, it sounds silly, but kind of disappointing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, by his absurd standard. And now they're healthy this year. They added a little bit more depth. Bones has taken a step forward. Of course, Jamal Murray being back. Uh, Mike, Michael Porter Jr. healthy this season. Are we overpaying for Jokic? Are we still paying for the Jokic of last year? Is it going to correct itself? Is it somewhere in the middle? Um, He's 11-6. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I, I think he's overpriced. It's really weird to say this is a phenomenal matchup against the Spurs. Like, they're going to be a team we target all season long. They play really fast. They don't play any defense. This is an absolute smash spot for Denver. And I have almost no in Jokic. Like, 11-6, you need 60-plus points, fantasy points out of him. And he just isn't doing that with regularity. He has, what, 2 out of 10 this year? He's been over 60? He just he does not have the same ceiling. Like Michael Porter Jr. scoring a bunch. Uh Murray's getting more usage. Bones took a step forward. Like, like he they're just Aaron Gordon has randomly shown a ceiling at times mm-hmm. this year. He like he's just not the primary scorer, it doesn't feel like in this offense anymore. He's just another scorer on the offense. I mean, he's still the leading scorer, don't get me wrong, but he's not just the guy like we're traditionally used to seeing with Jokic. So fantastic matchup but i honestly have more interest in the cheaper pieces here on denver like somebody's smashing from denver here i don't feel the need to pay 11-6 for Jokic to try to find him to be the one that smashes give me i like porter at 6400 it's a bit uncomfortable of a price but if he gets hot shooting he can pay that off especially in this aaron gordon not a guy we love to play generally but this like he's he's hit 30 plus on multiple occasions. He's even going to be in there against OKC. This is an OKC level matchup. Like Aaron Gordon could th- go for 40 DK points here. Um, yeah, I, I have a ton of interest in Denver. Fantastic matchup, but just not Jokic. Just to clean up the Jokic thing, it sounds completely absurd. Again, the guy's got you know 23.7% usage where he's not when he's not shooting the ball, he's distributing it or getting rebounds. 1.54 fantasy points per minute this season. I pulled up the court IQ on the fly. I was just curious. Uh, again, one five four on DK, which is really really good. That's awesome. Um, Going to run it for last season, and it takes me a second to pull that up. But one point seven eight, like that's it's a distinct difference. <laughs> it's, like that's just uh, uh, yep. otherworldly. This is a rematch. These teams played each other on looks like the fifth. Uh, it was a blowout. yeah a couple days ago. Yep. Yeah, Jamal Murray was is on his way to getting his minutes up there. Like last time it was twenty three minutes, but again it was a blowout. 
before that 32, before that 31. So his minutes are almost there. And, yeah, and he's 5-9 on FanDuel and 6-2 on DK. So I think he's really uh, – he's a strong play because his minutes were severely cut, and he was he crushed in the first half. It's just, you know, not his fault they played too good and the Spurs couldn't keep up. But, again, for me, one of the better value plays in the slate, 5-9 on FanDuel looks really good. 6-2 on DK looks good as well. You like Murray? Yeah, I, I do like that call. 32 and 33 minutes, the two games before that is – that's what we were waiting for. Like, he, he seemed to have about a 30-minute cap before that. If he can get into that 32-minute range, um, you, you catch him before he has the explosion game at this price because at 32 minutes, he can absolutely smash that price, especially in this matchup. Do you have any Spurs takes? Um, Yeah, I mean, like, they play fast. They're, they're concentrated. The problem that I have with them right now is this Devin Vassell situation. He's been playing off the bench and playing 25 minutes. That just kind of ruins everything. I want to play Vassell if he's – what's that? What is that? Like, what's the point? Is that, that's what I think Some sort of doesn't care. Yeah, like it, it's like an injury management situation thing, I okay. think. Um, yeah. So if Vassal's in the starting lineup, like give me some Vassal, but I'm not sure. Like if he's playing off the bench again, I I have to think he's still capped at 25 minutes and that's a problem. Like he's still smashed, not quite smashed, but he still played really, really well in the last two games. Um, I want 30 minutes out of him though. If I'm paying 6,600, especially against Denver, who's pretty decent. Um, but I think I think Vassal in the starting lineup would would give me a lot more interest in this game. Uh, Keldon is is great at seventy two hundred as well. I think you can play him. He's going to see massive usage all year long. So Vassal and Keldon are the the ones I'm really interested in. But I I only want Vassal if he's starting because otherwise I'm concerned about the minutes. He played twenty five minutes coming off the bench, and that game blew out. And he did not see. Let's see, eight minutes left in the fourth, he was gone. So there's some room to add on to that 25 minutes, I think. But, you know, if, if I'm saying if he comes off the bench, you know what I mean? Like they didn't, he didn't come back for a final rotation because what's the point? The game's out of hand. And All right, now i got to pull that up and see if he closed the game before that. Um, that is – that's inter- – so if the game before that he played 25 minutes also. If he did have a fourth quarter rotation to close the game, then you're on to something there. Yeah, well, maybe they're they're working, they're ramping him up. I don't know. I haven't seen that, but that's if you're saying it's an injury thing, that's the reason why he's coming off the bench. Um, this this is not where the things are supposed to be doing on a, on a fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right. Figuring okay. out ways to play Devin Vassell on a fifteen game slate. <laughs> so he did not come back, come back after eight minutes and change in the fourth quarter, and it was a looks like a close game, one thirteen to one hundred six. Then they close with Richardson, Collins, Keldon, McDermott, and Trey Jones. So, like, maybe that was just they wanted to cap him at 25. Yeah, that's, that's what my original thought was going into this, is that he just had a hard cap at 25, and, and that's why he didn't come back. So when you said that about the blowout, that's what I mean. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the same thing. Like, if, if he's starting, so if, yeah. if, if, if he's starting, you can take the minutes cap off, I think. But right. if if uh, Branham has been the guy who started over him, if Branham is back in there, like he's a fake <laughs> starter, Vassal's going to be the guy that plays 25 to 28 minutes. But I don't think 30's in the range if he's not starting. 
Is is there any chance Branham pulls a uh, Coloco on us? No, <laughs> I don't think so either. Um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn at Dallas, two fourteen and a half is a total. Not a very big total, obviously. Dallas, we know they play slow. I think they're yeah they're the slowest team in basketball. Brooklyn, um, I mean like I don't know what's the point because obviously Kyrie's not there, so uh, their pace numbers might be a little bit murky. I've not looked at them of late. Edwin Edmund Sumner is their point guard. Always not really. He's I guess is their point guard, but everything's going through Durant. Obviously, um, this game's about Durant and Luca. I don't know if you. I mean, is there is there much else to say in this game? Uh, I like Claxton. I, I yep. imagine they start pricing him up. Um, but yeah, is Durant the first stud that we're looking at? All things considered, bad matchup, and he's also priced up now to, to where, you know, eleven one. He was like ten k before. Um, but yeah, all the usage in the world, obviously. Start with Durant. Yeah, um, Simmons does matter a little bit because that helps Durant's assist rate considerably. Um, but yeah, Durant is the first stud in for me. Don't care about the matchup. Questionable right just, now, Simmons. Yeah, Simmons questionable. Um, if Durant's the only guy, like he just does everything. Um, usage is up, rebounds are up, assists are up. So 11-1 is too cheap. He should be over 12K. Uh, he Probably about, about where Giannis is, is really what his price should be with the role that he has without Kyrie and without Simmons. So don't care about matchup. Durant's too cheap. Agree with your class and call. Um, like we've seen really good things in my opinion. I uh, only played 25 minutes against Charlotte. I don't know if that was foul related. I know he had, he had four for the game, but I'm, I'm wondering if you picked up three quick ones in the first half. I don't have the game flow. No, up, he crushed but... in the first half actually. Okay. I don't think um, so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he, he was just awesome. That first half of that game. But like, if you, I don't ever watch that game. You probably weren't. Maybe you were. But that was the Charlotte game where the I was watching the game and I'm like wondering what my what my DK points. And the announcers are like, yeah. In case you're wondering, uh, the stats <laughs> department's down in the building. Like we got nothing. All we have is a score. We can't tell you anything else. And I'm like, this is not going to end well. <laughs> Did you play Friday night? Because that's the Brooklyn Indiana Pacers uh, stats were coming in like at the end while the other like basically like uh, that was like the last thing in essentially like. And it wasn't an early, it was an early yes. game. So I, I did play, but I also had to build projections for Saturday on Friday night. So I, yeah. I wasn't paying that close of attention. Um, but yeah. yes, I, I know of the situation you were talking about. People were freaking out on the Twitter for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just trying to see any sort of fringe player. I think Cam, Cam Tom, yeah, good. you have to. Like, I know projecting this was a nightmare. Um, because he randomly popped up for 32 minutes on what Friday night or whatever that was. And it's like, how do you project him for that again? But then we saw 29 minutes again. If Cameron Thomas is going to be the guy that plays is out, I, I have a ton of interest in that at 4,400. And then there's Seth Curry. And then there's, you know, there's other guys too. It's just yeah, and Curry's going to be limited though. Like, yeah. like Harris and Cur- like Harris played 31. I know. So maybe his restrictions are coming off a little bit. But Curry is a guy that, like, they're just going to limit at this moment. They're they're preparing for the end of the season. They want to make sure all these guys get through. Um, I, like twenty minutes, I think, is the cap on Curry. So I don't really have a ton of interest there. Give yeah. me the guy that can play thirty minutes, um, and that that's proven to be Cam Thomas. People have wanted it to be Sumner for the last two games, but he's just he hasn't. He's getting the start and then just not seeing the run. 
like Cam Thomas has played over in both both of the last games. Cam Thomas went on an Instagram rant where he was talking about need, demanding minutes. Like he was very upset. And like <laughs> you remember last year, he had his moments last year for sure. Yeah. I'm sure you played him. Um, yep. That that was when like there was nobody around, right? Like all the big three, I think were gone. Right. Um, Royce O'Neal's had his moments this year. It was like traditionally just a you're very classic three and D, right? Yep. Uh, like no high ceiling, but he's had a few good. I don't want to say ceiling games, but by head standard, um, just I don't know. He's there. I just I just want to acknowledge his presence. I suppose. <laughs> yes, um, and it's all assuming Simmons is. If Simmons is in there, I don't have hardly any interest in anyone outside of Durant. But yeah, with Sim, if Simmons is out, all these guys we're talking about now are relevant. Um, Claxton, O'Neal, Cam Thomas would be my top three. Uh, Dallas, it's really hard for me to play anybody besides Luca. Wood got a price discount, which is good to see because he shot up way too high, way too fast yep. um, on a couple, I think, of fi- super efficient games. And it's a good matchup, theoretically. He's 6'4", yeah. but it's mostly – it's Luca, and that's it, right? I guess Dinwiddie kind of sort of somewhat, but it's Luca. Yes, it's Luca. Um, I agree that Wood and Dinwiddie are interesting because of the matchup. Um, Wood just – I got another guy that's not seeing the minutes um, a massive per minute producer though. So that price coming down, I agree is, is very intriguing. I think if it wasn't a 15 game slate, I know I would take some shots on him. We'll see how much of him I need, but I'm, I'm interested in that 6,400, even if he only gets like 24 minutes. Is it a game by game thing or is he, he is, I'm trying to remember, is he closing or not closing? I think he's not closing, right? Um, I'm not sure about that, honestly. Okay. I feel like most games he has not been it. closing. My understanding is he's not a great defender. Um, I think that's yes. the case. Um, so Dinwiddie, DFS, Luca, Reggie, and Powell closed last game. You're correct. He's not been closing. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not starting and he's not closing. Like, you know, just that from a starting point, like, do you want to play this DFS player? <laughs> he doesn't start <laughs> and he doesn't close. Good um, point. <laughs> like where is the upside? I mean, yeah, again, he can fire, he can score like 15 points in five minutes. Like he can do that, but that's what you need. Um, yep. Did you want to say like Luca is awesome? He's great. Luca versus Giannis, considering the matchups, I think it's Luca. Yeah, I mean, he's been so good this year. Um, I, I was trying to think about positionally if point guard versus. Yeah. Forward matters. I don't think it like there's so many games on the slate. You can find somebody pretty much at any any position, any tier. I think. Um, yeah, I just the, the matchup for Luca. I feel better about. So I, it would be Luca, and and he's getting the same type of just usage that Giannis has been, even without Middleton. Sacramento Golden State two thirty one and a half is a total Golden State eight point favorite, and again a miracle. All these guys are cured. Steph Curry, he's at an elbow. He's going to be fine. Wiggins had a, a foot. He's fine. And all the King, all the Warriors are back. Um, Dante DiVincenzo's not going to be available, but you know whatever. It doesn't matter. I did see a note that they said that um, Kaminga is going to be at least in the starting, not starting rotation, going to be in the rotation going forward, which I thought was interesting. I guess from a minutes projection, probably for your world, for projecting minutes. But yeah, when everybody's playing, who cares, right? Yeah, I mean. He's cheap enough, but like, not, we certainly don't care on a 15 game slate. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you like any Warriors when they're all healthy and like the matchup's good here against the Kings, right? But 
Um, Clay, yeah. Clay is um, expected back. They said not playing on back to backs possibly all season long. I'm sure you saw that floated out there. Yep. Um, this is not the front end or the back end of a back to back. Just, um, I guess, note that going forward, I suppose. But um, I don't you know. Still have I, I, I three point can... data pulled up. Yeah. What's, what, what's Sacramento against three pointers look like? Uh, Sacramento, as far as yielding threes this year, they've been the sixth best, surprisingly, mm. just 11 per game. Now, that's actual made if you want, like, the number of attempts, uh, if that does anything for you. Um, attempted threes per game, if they're forcing them, Sacramento is yielding the least amount of threes all season long. That's interesting. That is yeah, interesting. They're, they're and to, to, to the modest Sabonis, the, the, the great rim protector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess why he's always getting foul trouble, right? That makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, cause I kind of do have, I have actually, I know I have interest in this game environment. Golden state plays really fast. Um, and they've been bad on defense. So I, I want to play some Sacramento, which you means I want to run okay, it. Like Golden, I mean, you know, start of the season, who cares? Defending champs. You know, whatever it's where you finish doesn't really matter the regular season, but they haven't looked great, like you said. Are they going to be fine? Like Draymond's a little bit older, Clay, not the same they're, guy. He they're going to be fine. Yeah, they need to figure out the rotation and and the the supplementary pieces. Um, obviously, Steph will be fine. Um, I think Draymond's defense will pick up. Like the like Kaminga or Moody or somebody like that. Wiseman would be a huge one for them. But yeah, if they get young guys up. And, and fill up some minutes, I think that they'll be completely fine, yes. Your favorite warrior? Like, again, I, I like the environment, like you say, but I I have a hard time yeah. playing Curry when he's, like, the same price as, like, all the other studs. And his route, he's got to put 40 points in the bucket. Like, he can do that. But that's, that's kind that's of why I, that, Yeah, that's why I asked about the threes is because Clay is the guy I was looking at. Um, that The three-point data kind of takes me off of that. And maybe Wiggins is the guy – a little bit more expensive, but dude's been doing the peripheral stuff all season long. Um, what a career seven, arc for him. What's that? What a career arc for Wiggins. Like, just yeah, seriously. Kind of sort of a bust. To something, not really fair, but kind of a bust. And, like, now he's, like, one of the most underrated players in the league and, you know, was yep. the second best player on a defending on a defending championship team. It's just interesting yeah. with, with yep. how, he's, uh, how he's changed himself over the years, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So I I think Clay's fine. I Wiggins is in the conversation. Draymond is cheap enough you can play some of him. Um good matchup against the Kings. I like the game environment overall. I I'm with you. Steph is just kind of overpriced. He can certainly get there. I'll have a little bit, but I, I'll probably have more Wiggins and more Clay also. What about like uh scores and odds or some gambling stuff? You're out there in Arizona, you're writing stuff up. Betting under is on threes for Golden State. That's a fun it's always a fun uh you have sweat. me intrigued, sir. Yes, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, Sacramento. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, right? Um, <laughs> They're playing. <laughs> They're priced where they should be. Yeah. Um, Herder has been really good. He's 5,600. Yeah. Took a step back last game, but was running off. He's playing a ton of minutes, was shooting the ball really well. Um, I, I, 
I like this game environment. I just I think Golden State is still working through some things. People have been scoring a ton on them. They play fast. Like the the pace of this game is what I'm so interested in. It's it's not that comfortable. Like Herder's not a guy you think. Yeah, I got to play some of him. But <laughs> I'm I'm interested here. Um, Sabonis is good. Fox is good. They're they're both priced about where they should be. Um, I think the value on Herder is interesting. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have exposure to this game. It's early. Uh, Sacramento, the 10th fastest pace. Golden State, the third fastest yep. pace. Defensive rating, um, the Sacramento, the sixth or seventh, depending on my math there, uh, worst defense. And Golden State makes it easier. The third worst defense so far in the league uh, when yep. it comes to defensive rating, just ahead of Detroit and San Antonio. Did we have a total? Worst in Houston. What's that? Did we have a total out for this game already? Um, I, I was look. I look at the team totals on the the labs page at two thirty one point five. I presume that's basically right there. I've not gone to the scores and odds, but I would say yep. it's low two thirties. Two thirty one point five is what I'm seeing at multiple yeah multiple books. Yeah, that's that's juicy. I, I I like this game environment a lot. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on. We got two more. We should have took an intermission before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're still if you're still with us. We appreciate it. Thank you for, <laughs> you know, doing our best on a uh, Sunday night now for me. It's 1.30 in the morning, Sunday night. You're out there in Arizona. And Arizona does not partake in uh, daylight savings. Is that correct? So you, you are correct. So, like, it's been a three-hour time difference to Eastern time for me up until <laughs> this point. And now it's only a two-hour difference. So, um, I, I like, I basically run on Eastern time, but I live in Western time. It's really weird. Yeah. Do you <laughs> like it? Is it, do you have a read yet if you like it or not, or is it too early to tell? Just happened. Um, I mean, like with what we do, like sleep is relative, right? Like I just <laughs> I I work when I need to and I sleep when I when I can. Like it doesn't matter. Like my my entire day revolves around the sports world anyway, so it doesn't make a difference what time zone I'm in to me. Yeah. Um, all right, Lakers, Jazz, two twenty nine and a half is the total. We saw Jared Vanderbilt get ruled out. Um, these both these teams are playing the back half of a back to back. They did not play. No, no. So Utah was in. Okay, they were in L.A., but now the they're first, not yeah. L.A. They're home. They're home to L.A. Okay, that's what's really confusing. I'm looking. I'm trying to figure out. Like, did they just stay in L.A.? No, no. They're they're traveling to Utah, and the Lakers are going to Utah as well. Um, did Conley play the first game? Yes. Okay. I'm seeing speculation that he may rest. We'll see. Stay tuned on that. But as the show progressed, we did get news on the Clippers. John Wall is resting on the back half. I think somebody else. We'll talk about it when we get there. I don't know why I'm throwing that there. But uh, Lakers, Jazz, what do you got? Um, Give me the injuries. What did you just say about Utah? Vanderbilt is out again. Conley is well, no, possibly is resting. scratch tonight, so we'll see tomorrow. We don't know. Like, that's just – that just happened tonight, so yeah. I've not seen him ruled out for tomorrow just yet. So he's questionable. Uh, Beverly didn't play on Sunday because of an illness. Um, maybe he plays on, on Monday. Maybe he doesn't. Um, and Connolly, there's at least speculation that he's going to rest on the back half of a back-to-back. Yeah, I just I don't know what to do with this game, really. Like <laughs> Russell Martin Westbrook. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say Markinen, and we're going to talk about Russell Westbrook, unfortunately, too, but – like this jazz team, what was the final? It was 
They did end up beating the Clippers again. They won so again. Just, they, they just won't keep stop winning. rolling. <laughs> Danny Ainge is um, so miserable with everybody's wins. <laughs> like, what do you do? Do you pivot your entire strategy and just try to build on this now? Or, like, no, do you trade some more pieces so they the make sure? Piece? <laughs> uh, but, like, Beasley jumped in the starting rotation for what it's worth. Uh, he started in the place of Vanderbilt. Um, Sexton came off the bench, though, and played really well. Looks like Clarkson did not close. Uh, 30 minutes. Sexton played 27 minutes on the bench, probably, possibly one of his better shooting games the entire season, 6 of 13, and a bunch of free throws as well. But, like, come on. There's nobody to build around on this Utah team. Like, you I know, mean, Markinen's young. Sexton's young. Like, I wouldn't say all, nobody. They're, they're not stars by any means, but they're, like, pieces. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. They're three pieces yeah. away. Trade them away. They're playing <laughs> yeah. Too yeah, that's what that's – so that would be my answer is you, you have to start trading guys or you're, <laughs> you have no chance at the first bit. Like, you, you're too good. You were not good enough at tanking. Yeah, they've, they've definitely <laughs> failed. Um, and, like, it's like I always say, like, you know, the players aren't actively tanking. The ones that are out, they're trying the best right. they possibly can try. Like, they're yeah, trying to – they're trying to earn their next contract. Yeah, like, you know, but – management's job to put them in position to, to lose. <laughs> I always think of the, uh, like, Major League, the movie Major League with the owner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to tank it on purpose. I think in Utah, they have a, a picture of Danny Ainge and every win, they put, they peel off another piece of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just all, the only thing left to do is win the whole thing. Uh, and, like, good for Utah. Like, it's, this is a cute story, but, like, it's, it doesn't end well. It really doesn't. <laughs> Short-term gains, but long-term. This is not good for you. You want to lose games. Um, all right. Yeah. Like all you said, the, the players are going to try as long as they're, as they're out there. And marketing has been trying. So play, play some marketing. This is a tough matchup. The, the Lakers have been outstanding on the defensive end. Um, currently fifth in the NBA in defensive rating. Oh, marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth. Go ahead. Sorry. Yep. Just marketing has been doing everything though. Um, massive upside here, seventy five hundred, too cheap. Just saw fifty five DK points the other night. I don't know exactly what he did Sunday night. Um, it's like eighteen nine and three. I'll, I mean, seventy five hundred. I'll take that even in a, in a tough matchup. Play some marketing. I don't have a ton of interest outside of him. Um, Olenek maybe is, is fine. Like he's been inconsistent, but solid at times. Conley, if he plays, has been decent. Like I don't I don't love this game. We'll see what happens. If Conley were to sit, I think Sexton is a smash. Uh, you could play some Clarkson as well. Injuries. Like I wonder how much they push him. Yeah. You know? what, I, I think we were doing Grinders Live, the like the first back-to-back that Utah played this year, and we were both like, there's no way Conley is playing. And then he, yes. and then he played. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, because we had the same conversation of like, why they don't want him. Like, I don't know if they can trade him. I'm theoretically they would love to trade him, right? He's got a big contract. I think it's the last year of it. Yeah. But like, it was yeah, like it was the back half of a back to back, and maybe like three and four or something. And it's it's just weird. The whole thing is just weird. Um, yeah, I don't get it. So so there's some weird extremes, and you know, fun with like small samples early start of the year. The Lakers fastest pace in basketball, right? Um, they're, they're like. They, they, they've uh, moved down to the fifth best defensive team, but they are once like one of the best defensive teams. But offensively, despite the, the best efforts of Russ Westbrook, <laughs> still the worst offensive rating. One, two, as far as the worst, uh, the two teams that reside in LA. We'll talk about the Clippers in a second. Just amazing. Just like 
if somebody had told you this like three years ago, like how bad the Clippers and the Lakers would be offensively. I know there's obviously some injuries going on and things like that, but yeah, just I, th- I thought it was interesting. The Lakers, worst offensive team, really good defense, really fast pace. You said you want to talk about Russ. What are you gonna, we what are you have, we have to talk about Russ, right? He's only 6,500, mm-hmm. and the dude has just taken off since coming off the bench. Um, over 40 DK points the last two games. He's still playing 30 minutes off the bench. He just It's a different guy. I mean, I think you have to take notice of what we've seen here recently. He's still underpriced for this role. Matchup against Utah. Like, Utah's been good defensively, and I think that's – kind of real like just looking at the guys on their roster like they're not great against bigs but i i think conley's a good defender clarkson not great but fine beasley's good um tht can defend a little bit so i think there's some good defensive pieces on utah it's not the greatest matchup but westbrook is just underpriced for the usage he gets off the bench um and he's still playing 30 minutes so 6500 for russell westbrook way too cheap and that's wild to say. If you would have told me that a week ago, I would have called you crazy. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> but he's been really good. Um, seven turnovers. I'm looking at the box score from Sunday night. 19 points, 10 assists, three boards, a ste- couple like, dude's steals. Putting points in the set out. Clean rate. Oh, that's amazing. Three for five from three. Look at that. <laughs> like, how is it easier to make a three when you're coming off the bench? Like, that's just so. <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, no Pat Bev, you know, so I think it, one more guard to get out of the way. We'll see yep. if he's available on Monday, but he did not play on Sunday with, a, I believe, it was an illness. So hard to project on that. Uh, anything else to uh, say Pat here? Pat Bev already rolled out Monday, according to this. Oh, really? Yep. All right. Um, so there you go. Reggie Jackson, uncertain for Monday. He's got a knee. I don't th- I've watched him play too much this year. He's been terrible. I can't like dig into the numbers and like if I'm like just the guy on the couch and the eye test, he's looked really bad. And yeah. John Wall is also rolled out for the Clippers, of course, for the foreseeable future. Uh, Kawhi, we don't know when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back, but they're at home versus the Cavs. Um, by the way, how are the Cavs not favored in this game? <laughs> they're, they're the that's better wild. Team. Yeah, about they, that right now. They're just better, right? Like, what am yes. I missing? Are they at one point dogs here or half a point? That's what I'm seeing, at least according to our Atlanta's page. What do you have on scores and odds? Um, I know the road the road team, but so I don't know that scores and odds puts up lines the night before. But I'm on Vegas Insider and I'm seeing Cavs plus one. That's wild. I Maybe. I mean it's a back to back for Cleveland. It's also a back to back for the Clippers. Uh, Cleveland saw Mitchell and Garland come back. Um, like they're they're good. Um, I don't. The Clippers are bad. Like, yeah, I, I just re- I just refreshed. They've moved to minus one now. I still like that. Like, the, yeah, I agree. The Cavs are just a much much better team, unless they're going to rest Mitchell or something. Yeah, I mean, and the books we... are uh, uh, often privy to information that we're not. Um, but they wouldn't move the line. Or Gar- Garland, I guess, is the one that, that's been banged up and possibly could rest here. I guess so. Yeah. He, he like his it, was a an eye though like that was not like a conditioning right. thing. I think it was an eye right, and there was something else after that. Maybe. Um, um, you might have. Another, I'm seeing. Another... I'm seeing knee. Okay, so he was out for a, a couple games at least with an eye, and then he came back, and then he hurt his knee in that game. <laughs> That's what happened, I believe. <laughs> um, like the Trey Young thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> Trey Young yeah. had an eye and then had a shin. You, you, the thing with the eye is, is it, it moves somewhere else the next game, <laughs> in a small sample at least. Um, from a gambling perspective, we like Cleveland. Like we both like yeah. that right out the gate. Um, but DFS wise, you know, what, what excites us? Well, we had 6 3. Kevin Love was incredible the other day without, uh, you know, these oh, 25 yeah. inches off the bench. It was just spectacular. Whoever was on the show with you that I, um, Andre was talking about him. Andre was hammering Kevin Love, and he nailed that one, man. Yeah. I was like, well, if we can get 25 minutes, and it was like a huge slate, but like, there's some ifs there. And, dude, he just annihilated. <laughs> yep. um, I did not play Love. I did play a lot of Mobley and Allen that game. And a lot of people didn't pair them together, which I thought was fine. you know. But anyway, we care about this this game. And this is the last game. <laughs> Nobody's still left listening. <laughs> <laughs> we should give something away like a, we've almost made it <laughs> <laughs> i almost fell asleep at least twice so far um yeah start with the Cavs, work our way over the clippers you know if reggie jackson and john wall don't play like wall looks like he's officially out like are we it's hard to man get, right terrence man yeah terrence man not trey yeah at least three, three terrence man that's that's pretty interesting yeah so when when we first looked at the slate, this game was still going on, obviously, and Wall had not been ruled out. I think Terrence Mann is the best value play on the slate. He jumped in the starting lineup. I think he's been playing in the starting lineup to some degree. He's been in and out. Okay, he played three minutes in the fourth. Is that correct? Um, yeah, it's been wild. <laughs> it's been a wild ride for Mr. Mann here. <laughs> The Clippers have, like, throw away Kawhi and Paul George. They have, to me, they have a bunch of guys that could be, like, the sixth or seventh best player on a decent team. But nobody yeah. is, like, three, four, five. Does that make sense? Zubak's fine, yep. but, you know. That's, like, a reason, like, you know, Batum. That's like a reasonable like, take, yeah, absolutely. The eighth guy off a bench, and Covington's, like, the seventh or eighth guy. You know, yep. it's, a weird, it's a weird collection of players, but. And that's probably why they never really seem to settle on a rotation because it's kind of a hot hand situation. Yeah. Canard uh, missed. Did Canard miss Sunday as well? Uh, looks like it. What is, what's his deal? He's, he had a, a chest. <laughs> I don't know when it'll be available, but if they're without Canard, obviously Kawhi. Like man, Wall, man has to play minutes, right? I think man's got to play minutes. And if man has to play minutes, and he's 3,300, mm-hmm. I want to play him. <laughs> yeah. Um, who would steal them? I'm just trying to think. Like, like Coffee could enter the conversation, I suppose. Yeah, but he – I mean, he's going to take Wall's minutes also. I guess yeah. if Jackson plays. But by Reggie Jackson, 19 minutes tonight, one for three. He's he's just like fell off a table, this guy. Not that he was yes, – I he was, that was kind of an overachiever anyway. Yeah, but anytime like PG or Kawhi were out, like he was a smash. Like he would always produce in minutes mm-hmm. when he would pick up the usage, and he just has not done that so far this season. He's he's not right, I don't think. And yep. Maybe he's just dealing with an injury. But yeah, Terrence, man, this is the tricky thing because it's <laughs> this is the latest game. This one that takes place I think at twelve thirty. It's like remember, yeah, <laughs> what was it like that college like basketball like midnight madness or something? <laughs> is, that, is that when this game is scheduled? I don't know, but. Uh, yeah. It's the last game in the increments of 15 minutes. I guess it's 10.30, right? Um, yeah. Yes. All right, 10.30. Um, 
yeah, you got to wait this one out. And we'll probably get some clarity throughout the day, but maybe not because back-to-back, you don't get access to the coaches you typically get. Um, but so we didn't mention favorite. we didn't mention Norman Powell. He's like from a usage standpoint, he's got to enter, enter the conversation. But we've done that a couple times already this year, and it just what has that ever failed? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's forty seven hundred. Like, come on, man. Who's who's going to put points up besides PG if if Reggie and Wall are out? Can <sighs> we mention PG? Know. Yeah, I think did. you have to. Yeah, like it's a it's not a great matchup. And he's not cheap. Yeah. But, like, there's no one else. Like, he should see 30-plus percent usage easily. Cleveland plays slow. They're the fourth slowest team in basketball. They're the second-best defensive team. So it's it's not a good matchup. Like, Milwaukee, like, when you pick on Milwaukee, like, obviously, you don't want to pick on them, but their defense is great. But at least their pace is typically pretty good. Like, last year was faster, I think, than it is this year. But Cleveland's good defense, and they're slow. That's a combination that's not – getting you excited, but if, you know, we're going to get like 29 minutes at a man, which may be conservative. Who knows? We'll see yep. at 3.3 K, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. Agree. Um, Cavs, anything, anything as far as the Cavs is worth saying that we, I don't know we kind of mentioned them in passing, but do we just, yeah, I mean, Mobley's good at 63. I think love is cheap. He can produce in a hurry and, Short minutes, um, just really tough to trust him playing any minutes. I don't know. Like, I'm not touching the guards. Like, Garland is cheap, but with Mitchell there, he just – it's it's not the same role. So, yeah, it's tough. And I have a hard time – Multi at 53 would be the, the guy I play from the Cavs. That's my thought, too. But if you're going to force me to play somebody, it's probably Mobley. Garland at 6'9". Interesting. He's been like he's had two, one really really good game, one pretty good game, and the other one he got injured in. And I think he's been injured in two of the three possibly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, the minutes have been awesome uh, this year. I just no- noticed by the way uh, the sponsor of this podcast is named Sleeper, which I found interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Good. Morning Grandpa podcast. We anybody still with us? It's it's uh, thoroughly appreciated. Uh, Sleeper, um, check out the what the promo code over there is Grinders. Sleeper fantasy, I should say. It's not just called sleeper. <laughs> sleeper sleeper is what you're bad. dreaming you were doing right now. <laughs> it's been a long – I was up really, really early today grinding. For away. football, yeah. It's been were a long too. day. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, world's smallest violin. Like, I can be digging ditches. Life can be a lot worse, obviously. But <laughs> right. use the promo code GRINDERS, 100% deposit match, up to 100 bucks for sleeper fantasy. Um, final words, Keith, as far as this, uh, 15 gamer, any, um, uh, you know, the best advice you can give before 90% of what we said might be useful. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I, that's what, this one's a doozy. Like it's going to be a wild slate because of the way it's set up with the incremental game start times. I have no idea who's going to pop up on, on injury reports. It's a weird situation where it's an Island game for, like 70% of the teams. So hopefully we don't have too much injury news we're worried about. Um, but yeah, this is a wild slate. Tons of games, tons of options. Um, I don't know. I don't, we'll just have to kind of see how the news shakes out. But right right now, I think certainly Hartenstein, I think we just identified some, some value in the Clippers game there. But like there's some value here. We'll see yeah. what else opens up. But 
Durant is somebody I, I definitely want to get. Like the Durant Luca stack, if there's a way to do that, let's let's find a way to do that. But it's going to be really tough with those prices. And I don't I don't know that we see too much injury stuff here. That's air quotes injury yeah. stuff, rest situations, things like that might not be as prevalent, even though every single team is on the slate. If I could have figured out how to get the uh, the video working, you would have, I would have seen the air quotes, but uh, <laughs> people would have seen it as well. If you guys are listening on YouTube, I don't know if we're posting this on YouTube. We may. We'll see. But please, kindly hit that like button. Subscribe. Turn on those notifications. What do you have tomorrow as far as uh, work-wise? Are you um, writing expert survey? Are you going to be on? Are we talking this late again on Grinders Live? Are you going to be on Crunch Time or what? I have not even checked the media <laughs> schedule, to be honest with you. Um, I am on the Monday Night Football survey, if you're interested in that. Baltimore um, versus who are they playing? Oh, man, now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> we don't know you can, the day before. Yeah, you'll figure it out tomorrow. Exactly, yeah. yes. Um, NBA content, I believe I'm doing uh, value rankings, and that's the only NBA responsibility I have, unless I have media responsibilities with – I might see you on the show tomorrow. I'm not sure. I'll tell you the, the one good thing about the, the 15 min, minute increments. Uh, if you're doing like crunch time, you're only, you, you could just, you could backload stuff or I guess you can wait. Like you're only missing one game as far as lock. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think like, I can't, I don't do crunch time. Like I would, I would hate the the part of it of like, you know, you're working right after the bell. Oh and, yeah. It's really, really hard to do, especially like multi-entry, like, I usually build 20 or 40 lineups. Like it's really tough to do when you're on crunch time because especially NBA, like baseball, it's doable. Yeah. It's still uncomfortable, but doable NBA. Like you're it's, it's really tough. Yeah. Somebody gets scratched in baseball. You can figure it out in the fly. Like, it doesn't mean like all of a sudden that like, uh, so, you know, if Josh Donaldson gets scratched, all, all of a sudden Aaron judge is going to bat 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it would be amazing if that was the case. Uh, yeah. Give a give Keith a follow at eyes e y s eight one nine dfs on the old Twitter. I'm at dfs underscore almanac. I don't know who's going to be with you guys tomorrow night. Uh, not you're, I guess you're not on this podcast tomorrow. Stevie will be back. Maybe maybe it's Grant. Not sure. Uh, no podcast tomorrow because oh no you're oh, wrong. Yeah. Uh, Luch and Will for the morning grind uh, for Wednesday's slate of games. I am okay. on. I just happened to pull up the media schedule since I realized I had no idea. Um, I'm on the, the Monday Night Football pre-lock show with Loosh. Uh, so check go. that out for sure. That's going to be a fun game. Um, Win yourself a million like bucks. You, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. You and Kirkwood, Granger's live tomorrow to, talk, to break down this massive slate again. Oh, man. Kirkwood's going to be not happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I love Kirkwood. He he, he um he's fun to, to talk sports with, and he sent me a clip in a DM, and I think he actually tweeted it out. Like we were on the, the I don't know why I'm extending this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we haven't been here long enough. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> but he did say he he sent me a clip of him saying uh, how much he hated Joe Mixon. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a good place to finish. Uh, that closes it out well. <laughs> <laughs> this was the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast, sponsored by Sleeper Fantasy. We do appreciate y'all listening. That was Keith Eister. I was Dean. Uh, follow me at DFS underscore Almanac. Good luck. Win some money. Tweet us if you guys win something. Tweet us if you just like made it through the whole thing. And uh, you know, that's that's impressive in itself. Thanks for watching, listening. We're out of here. Holler. <laughs>